Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. In 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. It's time for the Rundown with Rob Sanders. Well, we're waiting. Welcome into the Rundown on Fox Sports Radio 1400 around the world on the iHeartRadio app. Lots of great stuff planned for you today. But first, we're going to head out to the hotline and welcome on a gentleman who I've wanted to have on before. But last night, I finally messaged him around uh, midnight. Of course, he's burning the midnight oil. Will Vandervoort from from theclemsoninsider.com. Will, thanks for joining us on the show today, man. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate you reaching out to me and, and asking me to come on. Uh, you had an interesting story last night that uh, came up about the Clemson scheduling, and then all of a sudden it comes out and the AP's reporting basically the same thing that you reported last night. But the gist of it is that Clemson will play 10 conference games, including uh, one non-conference game, and that's kind of going to be the, the way the ACC goes this season, right? Yeah, we um, we got word first Wednesday night that uh, the league was, uh, you know, Commissioner uh, Swafford has said, you know, you know, he said back in May when we talked to him after the ACC spring meetings that, you know, he was going to consider helping Notre Dame any way they can. The league was, um, and so we got word on Wednesday night that the league was looking at, uh, you know, funding a an entire Notre Dame ACC schedule for the Irish, and um, and of course, with that happens, you got to wonder, okay, what does that mean for Clemson? So we started digging a little bit more and got not only that confirmed, but then got confirmed that the uh, the league is looking at a 10-game schedule, as you mentioned, a 10-game plus one model, which means it'll be 10 conference games, as I was confirmed, and one non-conference game. Uh, this was, um, I put this story out yesterday, or I guess around 5 o'clock or so yesterday afternoon, and as you mentioned, since other people have since followed my lead on that and, uh, and have, you know, uh, put, confirmed what I had already reported. And so, you know, I think what this means for the league is that they're, you know, they're looking ahead to possibly, you know, going in this model. Right now, keep in mind, this hasn't been announced officially. Uh, they, 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 the board, the ACC's uh, board of governors will get together next Wednesday uh, and discuss this. And, and I think by the end of next week, we're going to see something come out from the ACC in regards to what their plans are in the future. But if they go this route in this scenario that uh, seems to be, where they're looking the mo- the most right now, it would mean uh, Notre Dame would be a member of the conference this year, that Notre Dame would be eligible to play for an ACC championship, um, and that we're hearing also there'll be no divisions in the ACC this year. They're going to play a straight-up two best teams uh, will play for the championship is what we're hearing, and Notre Dame will be eligible for that um, as well. Now, you mentioned no divisions. How do you determine who is – is the champion? I mean, you could end up theoretically with uh, a, a bunch of nine and one, or at least two or three nine and one teams. I mean, do they have a committee that determines the top two? I mean, h- how is that going to work? 
Well, I know from what the ACC uses with their tiebreakers in the past when it comes to other sports um, in the divisions or uh, in, in basketball, what they've done is they always go by a certain set of guidelines. First of all, head-to-head obviously is important. Um, if you got three teams that played head-to-head and they all each suffered a loss from the other, um, and then uh, they so they'll look at, okay, who has the best record against the teams? Maybe they go common opponent. Who has the best record of those common opponents, the highest-ranked opponent um, in the standings? So they'll go that way, and then if they, if they still have a tie at that point, then they'll go to the other direction until it gets to where they can go head-to-head on two teams. If they get two teams that are that match the same tie, um, and then they can go with the head-to-head was when they played on the field. So that's probably the way they would do it, I would think. And they probably are going to set up a schedule for what we're hearing that's going to be a situation where they're making sure, I think, the top three to four teams in the league are all playing one another so they're getting a fair representation of who the two best teams are. Uh, it's interesting, though, when you really stop and think about it. You mentioned that schedule. Uh, will Clemson still play the Atlantic Division teams, even though there isn't an Atlantic Division under this theory? You know, we don't know yet what that would mean. Um, it sounds like, from this standpoint, Clemson has eight conference games set up right now, and then they would make Notre Dame would be the t- ninth game uh, because Notre Dame is already on Clemson's schedule uh, anyway for 2020. So I, they, they, for them, they would maybe add another uh, game to Clemson's schedule if they keep things the way they are now. Um, and that could be, you know, you put North Carolina in there, maybe, and maybe North Carolina comes to Death Valley for a return trip. Because keep in mind, if Clemson's playing Notre Dame, Clemson, that will be Clemson's fifth home game. Um, so it'll be the, fifth the, road game. Each fifth road game. That'll yeah, be I'm the sorry. fifth road game. Yeah. So that would be the fifth road game, which means they would the conference would want to match home and they always want to match when they got even number of games is what they're doing here they want to match the two the teams where they have five home games from the conference and five road games from the conference so that would mean in this scenario Clemson would get another home game um and you know who and it makes sense if it's North Carolina because Clemson went to Chapel Hill last year um and so and then they would just have to figure out you know that's me speculating there by, by the way don't you know, don't hold hold me to that one. Right. Um, but I'm just talking about you know maybe what they could be doing from a schedule standpoint. Um, so, but as far as who are they going to keep the same schedule that they have now, and then just add Notre Dame in there or whoever? I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know if the games are going to stay where they're at, where they're at right now or not. I do know that they're going to try to their best to keep things as close as they can. Now. You know, understand. We also reported in that story that there is going to be a delay to the start of the season. Uh, we're not sure when that day is going to be just yet. Um, it could, you know, you, we're hearing anywhere from it could be the twelfth, it could be the nineteenth, or the twenty-sixth. So, um, and you know, they, if it's if it's the nineteenth and you're playing eleven games, you think then they're going to push the ACC championship game back as well. Um, and we we've already seen reports with the Pac-12 is uh, already doing that where there's reports that the Pac-12 is going to probably push their championship game back to December 19th. So the ACC could be doing that a lot. We're hearing a lot of different things when it comes to that, uh, but nothing's real concrete as far as what the dates are going to be right now uh, for when they're going to start the season or end the season. Uh, That one non-conference game, though, I mean, I think that the logical thing is uh, is to continue the Palmetto Bowl. And, of course, uh, the president up at Clemson talked about, hey, they still want to have the matchup, but that's probably going to be the non-conference matchup for the Tigers. Would you agree? Oh, it definitely is because Notre Dame is now, according to what we're being told, is a conference game. 
So now that 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 opens up the when the plus one scenario that opens up South Carolina as that non-conference opponent for Clemson. Um, I do know that the uh, ACC and SEC has been working very tirelessly together, trying to figure out maybe what they're going to do from a scheduling standpoint to make sure those seven games between the two conferences that are this that are supposed to go on this year uh, do happen. Uh, Notre Dame, a lot of people probably don't know, they're supposed to play Arkansas. From our sources up at Notre Dame, they've told us that Notre Dame wants to play that game. Uh, they really do, and so um, and the SEC wants them to play that game as well. So they're doing what they can to try to make sure you know, those uh, conference games, those seven conference games plus Notre Dame uh, with the ACC and SEC are, um, are actually played this year. So that would be for South Carolina and Clemson. That would be Georgia-Georgia Tech. That would be Florida-Florida State. That would be Louisville-Kentucky. All those rivalry games at the end of the season would still be on under uh, this scenario. You know, going back to the uh, to the extra conference game that Clemson would have other than Notre Dame, it only leaves a couple of set teams if they keep their Atlantic Division teams that they already have. But mm-hmm. the Clemson schedule automatically has gotten tougher in theory because you could end up with a Miami, who who is a team that – uh, some folks think are going to be pretty good. You could end up with North Carolina. You could also end up with Virginia Tech, who is in Phil Steele's top 25. But you know the matchup that will get the most ink if it happens is if Clemson has to go up and play with – or, or Clemson ends up playing with Duke, and uh, they have to play against Chase Bryce. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, – I mean, obviously the Trevor versus Chase, I think, would be would be definitely interesting and would get a little bit – but. You know, and Duke's going to be a better football team this year. But I think when you look at the schedule standpoint, if Clemson's already, they're going to play a Louisville team that I think is probably, you know, right now as we know the ACC right now, I think they're the third best team in the ACC, um, and I think they're going to be a top twenty-five team this year. Um, they won eight games last year. They got uh, they were the number two team in scoring offense last year, and they bring everybody back on offense as well, just like North Carolina does. Um, so I think they're they're going to be uh, I think they're going to be a another eight to nine win team this season um, uh, at Louisville. So I think that's going to be a good matchup for Clemson, a good game to have on your resume, if you will, when it's all said and done. And then I think, uh, you know, um, obviously they're going to have Virginia, who I think is going to be a better football team than people expect. I think, you know, they, yeah, they lost their quarterback, but they bring a lot back on defense and they're, uh, they still got a lot of good players on offense. And I think Bronco Mendenhall is doing a good job with that program, building it as well. Um, and so there's some, there's some teams already on the schedule. And then, of course, Notre Dame, which is, you know, I think it's going to be an undefeated team when Clemson goes up there to play. Um, and, you know, you could possibly have a top-five matchup, which if my memory serves me well, the Atlantic Coast Conference hasn't had a top-five matchup in November since um, 1998 when Florida State went to Chapel Hill and played a top-ten North Carolina team or top-five North Carolina team. That was the last time the ACC – had that kind of matchup in the month of November uh, when everything's on the line. So um, it, it'll be interesting to see if, uh, if that plays out. And, of course, that would bode well for Clemson, as you mentioned. And if you add a Miami or, a, or, or North Carolina on that slate, then it just makes the schedule a little bit better for Clemson as far as we look at strength of schedule and who they're playing. Yeah, but it could also screw Clemson over if they have to play Pitt. <laughs> just throwing that <laughs> out there because, I mean, you can have the best of both worlds. And, and th- let's be honest – 
Uh, no disrespect to Duke, but I don't think that Duke is going to be a team that's going to be considered one of the top five teams in the ACC as far as strength of schedule goes. I mean, if you are if you're someone that cares about that, you want North Carolina, you or Miami or, or Virginia Tech. But we'll see how that shakes out. Uh, there was some other good news out of Clemson uh, today that um, it came out that there were no positive COVID tests. That, mm-hmm. my friend, is is outstanding for college football because. Whatever it is Clemson's doing, they need to market it and put it out there because uh, that, that's kind of what you want right now, right? Yeah, and when you look at the fact that, remember, just a month ago, Clemson was putting out, you know, those 23 players that had it, 14 players that had it, and they had 37 players that came down, you know, that, that tested positive for the virus. Well, now they're, you know, now they're reporting zero, which tells you, okay, what is Clemson doing where they were allowed to take it from where they had 37 players to now zero in the last couple of weeks have had done it? And not just the football players, but also the rest of the student body as well. Um, so, I mean, excuse me, the rest of the student athletes as well that are on campus, right. uh, that being volleyball, men's and women's basketball, men's and women's soccer. Um, you know, so they got zero reports right now. So it makes you look at Clemson and say, okay, what can we learn from the virus and how this react to a team because you had 37 players on a team get it but since then you haven't had anything so what's happened what's clemson done different what's the virus doing i think it's a good case study and i'm sure musc who's handling clemson's uh, testing and stuff i'm sure they're actually looking at these numbers and, and trying to get a better grasp of what this virus does when it's in that uh, and i hate to use this word but when it's in a herd community like that um and uh, because when you got 37 positive tests, right, your natural instincts to think, oh, there's going to be more. And, and But reality is kind of went the other direction from what we've seen, which is kind of different than what we're hearing around the rest of the state where, you know, right now South Carolina's reached its highest peak that it's ever done in the last couple of weeks. It is interesting that the state numbers are going up, but Clemson's numbers are now now at zero. And, of course, uh, from what I read, uh, the the next scheduled set of tests is August the 3rd. So in this quote-unquote bubble that they have up there with where it's just them, it seems to be working, which uh, is something that I think a lot of folks need to look at. So interesting stuff there uh, with Clemson on the, uh, the COVID-19 front. You know, uh, I wanted to ask you really quick if, uh, if you've had your ear to the ground about anything that's going on in, uh, in workouts, because I know the team's back up there and they're, they're doing their, what, their summer workouts right now. Tell us a little bit about uh, what you're hearing going on with the Tigers on the on the uh, workout front. Yeah, so a lot of teams today started their uh, workouts to where coaches can be on the field and they can do on-field instruction with the players, sort of like a walkthrough kind of practice, if you will. Um, Clemson, though, is not going to start today. They're going to start on Monday. Um, and the reason why, and they're not going to do it every day, and the reason why is, Dabo, from what I've been told, uh, does not want to drag it out for the players. He wants them – keep in mind, Clemson had nine spring practices, so they're ahead of a lot of people when it comes to what they were able to get installed during the spring. Um, So Dabo does not want to have where they're working out every day, every day, every day, and then they start fall camp and they got to go 29 days of fall camp. He wants to kind of spread it out a little bit. Um, He's not going to use all 14 days from what I've been told. Um, and that way he's, his players are rested. And then keep in mind also, we don't know when the, the leagues are going to announce, when they're going to start up. Yeah, that was going to so, be my next question because you said that 
there's a possibility it could things could move back to start September the 26th. So mm-hmm. under that logic, if you go basically, I guess a month back, you could start training camp August 25th, something similar cool. to that. Yeah. Exactly. You know, and I don't know how the NCAA. I think the NCAA says teams can start fall camp on August fifth. Um, those are teams that would have played on that Thursday night, such as Clemson. But if that's wiped off, then you know August seventh is when everybody else starts up. So, do you keep that mandated date of August seventh and start there, and maybe just spread it out through the next uh, month and a half? I don't know. You know, that's going to be the interesting part. But I do know. The way Coach Sweeney would want to do it is he doesn't want his players to be fatigued before they even get into camp. That's his number one concern. He doesn't want them on burnout mode. Because, as we all know, anybody that's been around the game, played it or anything, understands that when you get into fall camp, it is a very rigorous and mentally challenging four weeks. And a lot's being thrown at these guys. They're practicing at extreme levels. And, you know, and so there's a lot to take in. And a you know, when you come out of that camp, you're mentally drained and you're ready to play that first game because you just want to play football instead of practicing and doing all this other stuff. I think that's the concern where he doesn't want his team to be just so mentally worn out uh, going into camp before they even get to camp already being mentally drained uh, with all the information and stuff like that. So going to kind of take it easy. I don't know how many practices they're going to use uh, during this 14-day period. Um, you know, it might be Half of those practices, it might be a little less, but it's definitely not going to be all 14. I want to go back, flip back to Notre Dame for just a second. You mentioned that they want to play the Arkansas game. That kind of mm-hmm. takes one game out of the schedule for Notre Dame that, that growing up as a kid was always the big game for me, and that was the game was Southern Cal. I, you know, if, I, if I'm a Notre Dame fan, I'm wanting to, uh, just from the fan perspective, I'd much rather see the Irish play Southern Cal than than Arkansas. I mean, just the optics of that just doesn't work for me. Yeah, well, I think they do, but their hands are tied because the Pac-12 has eliminated uh, from playing non-conference football games. They, they, you know, they announced that a few weeks ago. So, so the Southern Cal's hands are tied on that. Notre Dame lost that game when that was announced. So the only other game that's on their, their schedule right now that's a non-conference game is Navy. Um, and they, they want to play that game as well, I hear. But if they're asked to pick which games they want to pick, is it Southern, is it, excuse me, is it Arkansas or Navy? Uh, from what I understand, Notre Dame wants to play Arkansas. Um, I think because of strength of schedule standpoint, playing another Power Five opponent, um, because if they're in that college football playoff, even though Arkansas is not supposed to be good, but they're still a team from the SEC, which looks better on your resume than a team from a group of five. All right, well, let me ask you this really quick. One more question about Notre Dame. Just just your thought on this. Uh, isn't this the time where uh, John Swafford, in my opinion, this could be this is his last season as the, um, as the commissioner of the ACC. It would be a heck of a swan song if he kind of held Notre Dame's feet to the fire and said, look, join the conference on the football front. I mean, you're already here and everything else. You might as well just finish it out that way. It just levels the conference out, in my opinion, with adding Notre Dame because they're in there with all other sports. Do you think that's something that the ACC should kind of be talking with them about behind the scenes? Yeah, I think it's probably something that's, you know, look, you know, when the ACC says we're going to help Notre Dame out, I'm, I'm, I expect that they'll want Notre Dame to scratch their back too. Um, and so – you know, I think this is going to be a good trial run. I know a lot of Clemson fans and our message boards and 
and on Twitter and stuff have they're not happy about this. They're like, oh, Notre Dame should the ACC shouldn't help out Notre Dame. Why does Notre Dame get to eat their uh, have their cake and eat it too? But what people need to understand is this can be a good thing for the ACC because Notre Dame brings a lot to the table as a football program and also what they bring from a marketing standpoint um, with their fan base, which is countrywide. Notre Dame has the largest fan base in the country. Everybody knows that because of the Catholic Church. And so, you know, it's a, it's a big deal to bring that Notre Dame brand in to the football if you can get it. And I think what the ACC is doing is they're looking at this and saying, let's, let's try to see if there's something we can do where maybe, you know, Notre Dame sees how this benefits them and how it benefits us as a conference as well going forward. How I do know NBC and ESPN are in talks together with how they're going to work out this whole revenue stuff with Notre Dame kind of, you know, playing an ACC schedule this year. Um, so if the conference can figure out a way to share how NBC and ESPN are going to be able to share revenue, I mean, share everything, and they can make it work, and how Notre Dame and the ACC can share it, then I think you could see this marriage happen. This is going to be a great trial run, not only for Notre Dame, um, but for the ACC, and also with no divisions. If you're playing no divisions, and it, you know, we've been hearing they've been wanting to restructure the divisions for several years, but they just really don't have a good way to do it. Well, now they're kind of being forced their hand this year, maybe. This will be a way to say, hey, maybe playing no divisions benefits the ACC, where you make sure you guarantee that the two best teams are playing instead of having a matchup like you've had the last couple of years where Clemson's going in there and just, you know, just beat up on the sisters of poor from the Coastal Division, um, and it hadn't even been close. So I think the ACC, with Notre Dame coming in, this could really help that marriage and really kind of make the conference stronger overall when it comes to revenue, um, television revenue, and how it can compete with the SEC and also when it just comes to championships and competitive nature as well. You know, I, I completely agree with everything you're saying, but I, I have the, the token of being the token jerk amongst all of my friends. I would love to sit in on this meeting and say, look, Notre Dame, if I had the other conferences that I knew that they were behind me, uh, hey, Notre Dame, either you join the conference or you're going to schedule BYU, Army, New Mexico, and UMass. There's your four games. Have at it. I, I just think that that's kind of you kind of need a little push in that direction, and I can apologize for my actions later on, which sounds silly, but I just think Notre Dame needs to join a conference. If it's not the ACC, then go play in the Big Ten. Whatever. I, I've just been on that kick for a long time, but that is a heck of a bargaining chip, though. Where hey, we've got teams that you can play, and we're trying to help you. So your adage right. of "you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours" makes a lot of sense. But hey, man. Um, I appreciate you joining us on the show today. Tell folks where they can find your content and where they can find you on Twitter. Yeah, they can find me on Twitter, at Steeler Will um, on Twitter. Uh, you can also find us at Clemson Insider on Twitter. Uh, on Facebook, you can follow us um, at the Clemson Insider Facebook page. Um, and then, of course, if you want to, just come to our website, which is free, theclemsoninsider.com. We're a 24-7 website. We're free content all the time. Uh, we do recruiting news. Um, with Clemson recruiting everything, we got our own recruiting writer. We got uh, me; I cover the beat of the major sports teams. Um, we got a couple other writers as well, so we got a pretty good staff. And um, so, if you haven't seen us, come over and join us. We'd love to have you. And like I said, everything's free from content, message boards, and everything. Will Vandervoort from the Clemson Insider. I'd love to have you back on throughout the season, man. If you could uh, make some time for us, I'd really appreciate it. Absolutely, buddy. Anytime you want to have me, just give me a call. Thanks so much, man. We appreciate you joining us here on The Rundown. All right. We'll talk to you later.
Will Vandervoort from the Clemson Insider. And, yeah, we're going to talk a lot more about this and why I think this is what's probably going to happen around the country. So if you're an SEC fan, this is probably what's going to happen to you. It's not just the ACC. I know the Gamecock fans that listen to this show here in Columbia, they're going to be like, well, that's the ACC. We're not going to do that. I think that this is probably going to be the breaking point of, or the crest, the crest of the wave, if you're thinking about this while you're listening down at the beach on the iHeartRadio app. This is what uh, I think is going to happen across the board. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk more about this. You can join us on the phones, 803-978-1832. I've got some questions in the, uh, the comments section from the, uh, from the live feed, which you can find. Uh, by following uh, the Rundown with Rob Facebook page. You can go over there and, uh, and comment as well. We'll take a quick break. We'll answer those questions and go to the phones. 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832 is the number to call. You are listening to The Rundown. This is Fox Sports Radio 1400. couple of other notes. Scott wants to know how good does it feel to completely break the Notre Dame psycho break Notre Dame psychologically and emotionally they have been conquered. That's funny, Scott. That might be the quote of the day there. Angie says she bets the ACC rolls over for Notre Dame. You know, you may be right. Clay says I just feel like from an eye test point of view, say Clemson can go schedule a team like a Texas or a high-profile Big 10 school. It, would, it helps from the perspective of the CFB rather than scheduling South Carolina. Look, you can make that argument, but Clemson's schedule is, is already going to get tougher. They're going to get one of the teams from the Atlantic, or excuse me, from the Coastal in theory, and there's only a, a, a couple of teams that, I think it's like, what, five teams over there that they could, they could theoretically play. Um, North Carolina is a team that's ranked. Miami's a team that's ranked. In Phil Steele's top 25, same thing goes for Virginia Tech. Either of those three beefs up the Clemson schedule a little bit. And to be honest with you, I think that Clemson wants to, they want that uh, North Carolina game to kind of show, hey, this what happened in Chapel Hill last year, yeah, that's, that's not going to happen anymore. Um, I, I don't agree with not scheduling South Carolina just because from the – uh, from the, the in-state point, you know, the game should just happen. You shouldn't break the rivalry series uh, this season simply because of the fact that uh, COVID-19 could wreak havoc on it. But I do think that one thing that's going to happen, though, is I think that rivalry game might be moved to the beginning of the season. So you could have both teams. That could be the kickoff for a lot of teams. Scott with another fine comment, adding that uh, since ACC is adding teams, do do they want Mizzou? I don't understand the hatred for Mizzou. I mean, I really don't. Mizzou's been in the SEC since 2012. They have two SEC East titles. What do you want from me? What do you want Mizzou to do? Uh, I don't know. That's that's kind of silly when you really stop and think about it. Maybe it's just because Mizzou just geographically doesn't belong in the SEC. They should be in the Big 12 or the Big 10 because of where they are. But 
stop thinking that Mizzou is just doesn't belong. They've won two SEC East titles. They have the same amount of SEC East titles since they've joined the conference that Florida has. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. That's just reality there. 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832 is the number to call if you want to talk about the uh, what's supposedly happening here with the ACC has picking up Notre Dame for just this season. The crazy thing about this is that what if Notre Dame comes into the conference, wins the conference, and then says, I'm out. Screw it, I'm leaving. Do they hang a conference banner up at Notre Dame if they win the ACC? That's something to think about. That would be the ultimate uh, uh, piss-off moment. Hey, we won your conference. Now we're, we're, we had that one-year deal. Now we're out. See you later. But I do believe in what I said earlier. The ACC should hold their feet to the fire and tell them, look, you're playing with us. You've already said you want to do that. If you don't want to play in the ACC, you need to sign up and put a 10-year thing on it. You've got to be here for at least 10 years, a 10-year contract, and put the number up so high if they leave that that's what they're going to have to pay. The exit fee, make it absurd. But tell them, if not, congratulations, you've got four teams you can play. Let's see how that works out. Now, there could be some turf war. You know, the SEC could come in and be like, hey, you know what, Notre Dame? The ACC is being kind of silly with you. I'm, I'm, of course, I'm talking in a vacuum here. But the SEC could be like, hey, we'll let you play some of our games. You can have 10 games from our conference. I think a lot of conferences would jump at it. But I think it would be interesting to sit down and tell Notre Dame, look, it, it was cute what you were doing here. It's cute that you have an NBC contract. That's awesome. I'm so proud of you. But the reality is, it's time to join a conference. You're already here anyway. If not, go schedule Army. Go schedule New Mexico State. And you can go play BYU. Congratulations on that. That's your schedule. There's like four independent teams. Go schedule those teams. Let's see how that works out. Notre Dame is finally getting, they could theoretically be getting their feet held to the fire. And if you're a college football fan, this is something that would be uh, beneficial for you because after about week seven of the season, you're not going to have the, the Notre Dame exception and everything. And if you're a Notre Dame fan, it's great for you too because you get into having to play for a conference championship. All of this is great for everybody. So someone at NBC needs to come off of it, figure out the revenue sharing, whatever it is you need to do, work it out and get Notre Dame in the conference. 803-978-1832, 803-978-1832 is the number to call. You are listening to The Rundown. This is Fox Sports Radio 1400. Welcome back into The Rundown on Fox Sports Radio 1400. My name is Rob Sanders, 803 978 1832. It is a Friday on the rundown. So you know what that means. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Fridays mean Tom Jones. So we'll have some Tom Jones for you before the afternoon is out. What better way to start your weekend than to have Tom Jones? Uh, shout out to Alec who's listening and says, I wish people would stop calling my phone 
so I could actually listen. Thank you for that, Alec. It's not like Alec has to have a job and actually maintain his position or his position at his job. You know what? You should be able to listen to the rundown uninterrupted. You got to use that little feature if you got an iPhone, the do not disturb feature. I think it should come with a with like a text message once that's on there. Not going to take your call right now listening to the rundown or you know, that that may that would anger some wives. Can you imagine the wives being like I've been trying to call you and I keep getting this message that you're listening to the rundown. What is that? Well, it's this guy, Rob, and he was talking about Notre Dame and how they're going to play in the ACC, but they may screw the ACC over, win the thing, and then go back down and, uh, as Scott says, hide the championship banner in a closet. Yeah, that's something to think about, too. Will they hang an ACC championship banner since they're so proud to be independent? Uh, I hate to break it to the Notre Dame fans, but I firmly believe that if Notre Dame plays an ACC schedule, I think Notre Dame is the third best team in the conference. Yep, I think it's Clemson, North Carolina, and then Notre Dame. And you know what? Louisville might smack them around a little bit. Wouldn't be shocked if Louisville punched them in the face. Remember, they played Louisville last season. Louisville ran the ball up and down the field. I understand Ian Book is a great quarterback. I get that. But the reality is, is that Notre Dame not playing in a conference. I think that every year they're one of the more overrated teams in the country. It just seems that way. You get that and with a lot of Big Ten teams. We always hear about how Notre Dame is going to be great. We always hear about Texas is going to be back. And then we always hear about Michigan. This is their year. This is their year. My goodness, Michigan's going to do it all. You hear that every single year. And then what happens? As uh, Bruce Pritchard from something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard, big aide to Vince McMahon from the WWE, they get into the ring and then reality hits. And when that happens, it just doesn't work out. You know, I give a lot of crap to Ohio State, but at least Ohio State has been in the mix and they have wins over teams uh, south of the Mason-Dixon line. Ohio State did have um, the gumption to schedule a game with Oregon on the road. So, yeah, I mean, I can appreciate that as well. But it's interesting, though, when you really stop and look at it, we hear the same thing over and over again. But this is the way that Notre Dame has the ability to join that conference, and they can tell everyone, look, we're in a conference. We played in that conference championship game, and we have every right to be um, in the college football playoff picture. Because you can argue that the team that was in the college football playoff that played Clemson, Clemson mopped the floor with them. What was it like 30 to, I don't even remember the score. But that was one of the great Clemson teams. I know that's the team that went out and slapped Alabama around. I get that. But let's be completely honest. If you go back and you look at that season, and especially with what happened there, Notre Dame had no business in the college football playoff. Maybe this is a way the Irish can get seasoned up a little bit and they can have an opportunity to, to fix it and, and get themselves a little bit better. I'm not saying that Notre Dame's terrible. Don't quote me on that. I'm just saying that you can eliminate a lot of the, well, you shouldn't be here, period, going that route. 
803-978-1832 is the number to call. Uh, your Atlanta Braves are going to start their season here shortly, like in the next 20 minutes. By the way, the schedulers hate the Atlanta Braves because they make them go play in New York City. I don't think anybody really wants to go to New York City right now with everything that's going on with the pandemic. But, yeah, the Braves are playing in New York City. Big news about their lineup today as uh, they lost a couple of guys. We'll talk about that when we come back. Also, we'll take your calls at 803-978-1832, 803-978-1832. I wonder about the, the SEC and the ACC teams if both conferences adapt this schedule. You know, you're going to have Georgia play Georgia Tech. Florida will play Florida State. What about other teams? Or what team are they going to schedule out of conference? I mean, if your rival's already in conference, who are you going to go get? That's something to think about as well. So who's a team like uh, the defending national champ LSU going to schedule? Who will they schedule as their one non-conference game? If they're typical and they try to do what Alabama does, which is schedule absolutely no one out of conference, they'll probably end up scheduling a team like, I don't know, Tulane. I wonder if that's, that's the way that that'll work out for them. You know, LSU has a great thing that they can do this season. They can really put it out there and say, you know what? We are not a one-hit wonder. We're not just Joe Burrow and the Burrowettes. We've got a great foundation here with Coach Orgeron. We could schedule a team like, hmm, I don't know. Maybe they could schedule Florida State. Maybe they could schedule uh, a team from the Big 12. Why not put uh, Oklahoma State on the schedule? I'm just saying, throwing out names here. Of course, the LSU fans watching talking about keeping Texas. Yeah, that's a good thing, keeping Texas. But if they had their choice, I wonder if they, if they would go somewhere else. Some of the other teams, Texas A&M, by the way, should be playing Texas. That's who should be playing Texas, not LSU, by the way. That's one of those things that bothers me tremendously. Why don't Texas A&M and Texas play each other? That, that's just a boatload of silliness. Tom Herman did say the other day, though, yeah, well, we want to play them. Well, if you really want to play them, sir, you're the coach. Get them on the schedule. That makes the most sense. Angie says they should play Boise State. <laughs> Who wants to go to Boise State and play? You want Boise State to go to, to Baton Rouge? Uh, how, yeah, that's not going to work out for you. <laughs> LSU by 40. This is not the Smurf turf, ma'am. Hate to break it to you. <laughs> Silliness breaking out in the chat room. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll wrap up this episode of The Rundown. As we roll along on a Friday, some Tom Jones coming up for you. Looking forward to that and a lot more. This is Fox Sports Radio 1400. Welcome back into The Rundown. Ladies and gentlemen, you have made it. It's Friday, a Friday tradition on The Rundown. Enjoy yourself some Tom Jones. Tom Jones on the rundown, a Friday tradition. Every Friday we play a little Tom Jones. Uh, some comments from the uh, the chat room before we get out of here today. Scott says the ACC is such a dumpster fire. It takes a global pandemic 
to force a crummy Notre Dame team. I'm editing him there on that because I'm not going to spew words that will get me fired uh, to maybe join them for a year. Um, Scott is just throwing shade at the ACC. Uh, he, uh, he is a uh, an ardent SEC fan. He's probably one of those guys that stands at his house when his team is not playing for the national title. And with his SEC tube top and chants, SEC, SEC, he's probably one of those guys. Okay? I'm going to help you a little bit with this, Scott. I think it was, what, 2000, like in the, in the past decade, the ACC has three national championships. I know that's kind of harsh to think about that, but the reality is, is that that's the way that it is. Now, you may have turned your TV off and forgotten about that. You may have forgotten that Clemson had one of the best teams uh, in the country at one point, uh, obviously the best team there uh, that season when they went around and smacked Alabama and basically had Paul Feinbaum about have a stroke right there in the middle of the ESPN live feed at the end of the show. You seem to have forgotten that. So, yeah, just kind of try to try to do your history a little bit there. You can make an argument that, well, that's just Clemson. Yeah, but the reality is is that that's kind of the way that it should be across the board. It's Clemson won those titles. Florida State won that title. It's not the conference won that title. So, and that's just the way it should be. You should never cheer for a conference when your team is out. I'm one of those guys, like, when I watch baseball, I don't watch after my team is finished. Like, when the Braves are done, I don't watch anymore. I I just don't care. I think that's the way it should be with this conference stuff. You know, shout out to the SEC for marketing themselves as, you know, you should cheer for your conference. No, you shouldn't. True fans don't do that. True fans don't say, you know what? I wonder what the SEC schedule is today. I'm going to go and cheer for this team because they play in the conference, even though my team is off. Yeah, no. Not buying into that. Quick note today, in case you have missed it, by the way, the COVID has struck the Braves catchers. Both Braves catchers, Tyler Flowers and Travis Denard, will not be able to play today in their opener against the Mets. Mark Bowman reports both players tested negative for the COVID-19, even though they have uh, some of the symptoms for it. The team basically said, hey, uh, yeah, you are just going to stay in Atlanta. They thought maybe they could fly them up for the uh, the big matchup with the Mets today to open the season, but they still have some symptoms. So they're going to leave them at home. So the Braves will play uh, Alex Martin, I think is the, the name of the catcher. And the reason that I know that name is because I just read it this morning. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I had no clue this guy was on the roster. But apparently, yeah, that's that's uh, that's who's going to start at catcher today for the Braves. So adjust your fantasy lineups accordingly, ladies and gentlemen. You will not have uh, Tyler Flowers or Travis Denard today. Um, Alex says Florida State went undefeated that year. Yes, they did. That was a great season. 
Scott says, spoken like someone that enjoys high school football. I love high school football. I'm not sure what Scott's talking about. It, it's, it's tequila. Isn't today National Tequila Day? we got to send Scott some tequila. Or maybe he's already drunk on the tequila. I don't know. You can follow us in the chat room, by the way. Just look for the rundown with Rob. It's there every day from 3 to 4. And you can interact with the show. We appreciate that. Don't forget, if you miss the show, you can go back and watch the live video or you can download the podcast. The podcast is uh, very simple. You can find that on the iHeartRadio app. You can find it in iTunes, wherever you want. You can uh, check that out. So download the podcast. Don't forget, of course, Teddy Hefner is on from 9 to noon. And you also have... Uh, Lawton Swan, he's with Clemson Sports Talk. He's on this afternoon from 4 to 6 o'clock. So there you go with that. Make sure you check out those shows. Also, a full line, a full write-up on the report from the ACC in Notre Dame is up on my blog page at foxsportsradio1400.com. I was thinking before we got out of here, some teams that should schedule um, <clears throat> that have that extra non-conference game, you know, a lot of them are already in the mix of who they're going to play. But why not have teams like um, like Alabama should schedule Oklahoma? Why not? They won't, but it would be interesting. More of the rundown on Monday. We appreciate you listening to us here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. Of course, around the world on the iHeartRadio app. My name is Rob Sanders. I'm on Twitter at Rob Sounds Good. We will see you on Monday. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.